Welcome to the Trail and Ultra Running Training Podcast. My name is Will Franz, and I'm here to help you improve your training so you can have more fun out on the trails. All right, welcome back to the Trail and Ultra Running Training Podcast or Facebook group or wherever you may be watching or listening to this. If you find this useful, I would love if you would share it or give a rating or review just so we can share more of this information with people who might benefit from it. So if you know someone who might find this useful, please share it with them. If you are listening to this on Spotify, please do the little rate and review thing. I'd really appreciate it. Apparently it matters. I'm not good enough at these things to know why it matters, but apparently it matters. Anyway, let's get into it today. Let's talk about how you can try and have a bad coaching relationship. And this can be really useful to think of this like inverted thinking spectrum. Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger are big proponents of this, where instead of thinking about how you might create success, let's see how we might create failure and then do the opposite of that. And that can often lead to higher rates of success. So I have a few things here to talk about. I'll put the number in the title, but I don't know what it is yet, so let's find out. So first, they don't know the information that you really need. And this is a thing I see far too often with people when it comes to coaching relationships, where like they might not have any idea how to do strength training, and you really need strength training. Or you might be really good on the running front, but you need something more like a dietitian. So maybe you don't need a running coach. Maybe you hire a registered dietitian like Meredith Terranova or someone like that who can really help you get the food stuff dialed in, right? So if you are going to have a pretty bad coaching relationship, then they really shouldn't know what you need them to know. And if you're looking for someone who specializes in strength training or has some idea about food or really works with athletes to get a lot faster, and they're not good at that, then don't hire that coach. It doesn't mean they're a bad coach. It means they're a bad fit for what you are looking for right now. That's number one. Number two, they've never coached someone before to your goal or something like your goal, and they aren't open with you about that. So, First, I'm a big proponent that your coach doesn't have to have done your goal and trained for your exact race. Like, I think we see this way too much where people who are good at this sport are lauded as coaches or get gigs or whatever when it's just because they have some genetic propensity towards doing this sport, right? And to some degree, that can actually be a bad thing because if you are struggling to improve and you talk to someone who's never struggled with running in their life or they've been running since they were 12 years old, they might not understand your struggles. They might not understand how to make you better because a lot of their coaching comes from their own training. And if they've never had to do the kind of training to get to where you are, like if they can knock out an eight minute mile and have got to that place pretty easily and you're struggling to get faster than a 12 minute mile, maybe they're not going to be a good fit for you because maybe they haven't coached you there, right? Now there is the rare instance where a high level athlete is also very good as a high level coach. We see this in the NBA with someone like Steve Kerr, great athlete, 
great coach, but a lot of the time those two things don't necessarily match. Also, the person has does not have to have done your exact race. There's so much information on the internet and figuring out where things go, and races change year to year anyway. So I heard a story from Coop once where he was coaching someone for Leadville, and they'd actually like changed the aid stations. So the fact that he's done it multiple times actually wasn't helpful to him. Um, he caught it beforehand because he's a great coach, but just because someone's done it before doesn't mean they're going to be able to coach you through it. On the other end, I also get it. There's got to be a first time for everything. I'm currently training someone for a big goal of a 200 miler. It is the first time I'm doing that. But at the end of the day, it's not the first time I've coached someone for running. It's not the first time I've coached someone for an ultra done full, like hard weekend things. And I was open with them in the initial conversation and they still wanted to go through with it. Right. So yes, there's very likely going to be a first time for everything. And we are going to like need to level ourselves up in some way. And it doesn't need to be done on this constant basis. But if they say they've done something before and they've never done it, that's a big red flag. And further, it's not like I'm coaching someone for a swim meet. I know nothing about swimming. I know nothing about swimming drills. Like, and if I were to do that, I would start by doing it for free or greatly reduce cost. And that's how I started with my coaching. I worked with people for free until I felt like I sucked less, still wasn't great. And eventually you're going to get better. And this brings me to, they aren't trying to get better. There has been no change in their strategy for the past however long, right? Like I currently do not coach like I coached a year ago. I did not coach a year ago like I coached three years ago. I keep learning. I keep trying to improve. My opinion changes about different workouts as I learn new information and see people's different training styles. You are not, you cannot learn all of the intricacies of the human body and coaching right out the gate. So if someone hasn't made some level of adjustment to their coaching in the past five years, probably a year, honestly, if we're not constantly making some kind of adjustment to our coaching, then that is a red flag that we're not looking at a great relationship here. Now, another thing that will lead to a poor relationship is you don't feel comfortable speaking with them and you don't feel comfortable speaking with them about like deeper details of your life and you don't want to have tough conversations because a lot of the time you're going to have a bad day. There's things that come up. Um, you're going to be with this person through, through really difficult moments sometimes. And sometimes those, moment, those moments are relevant to athletics. Sometimes they're not. But if you are having a really bad week and sleep is off for whatever reason, then you should feel comfortable talking with your coach about that. If there's an injury or if something just isn't going to plan, you should also feel comfortable speaking with your coach about that. I know some people who like almost hide their performance or have to hide things they do because they don't feel comfortable being open with their coach and saying like, hey, I need to do this from a mental health or hey, this came up and I just can't do what's on the schedule right now or I need to add something else or I need to like take this week and reset 
And that needs to be an okay conversation for you to have. And if you don't feel comfortable having that conversation, this probably isn't going to be a very good fit. Because one of the big things with coaching is it is a constantly adjust, it is a constant adjustment process as we go through the weeks. And it is very often that I will start a week with a like, full plan for somebody and we've made two or three adjustments by the end of the week due to things that have come up. Sometimes really positive things, sometimes negative. And that's okay. Because if not, then we should just buy or like download a running plan and go with that. Because the whole thing with coaching is that we're able to make those adjustments and deal with life as it comes up rather than just following a pre-written plan. Because those exist. You can do that for much cheaper than you would with coaching. And it would be much less stressful for you. On that, also would be a really bad coaching relationship if you are opposed to getting feedback because that's really the whole job. And similarly, if the coach is not willing to give you feedback, right? Because to me, this is really the whole thing. Now, if you were looking for someone to just like hold your hand and tell you that everything is okay and everything is going fine, even when it's not, then that is fine. But it's probably not going to be a great coaching relationship. For example, I will often have people come to me about like fat loss in a race cycle. And my response is pretty much always some variation of like, I will happily coach you for fat loss. I will happily coach you for performance, but I'm not going to do both. And that is not my favorite conversation, especially with my like dietary and struggle background. And it is also almost never what the person wants to hear, but it is honest and it is the thing that I'm very unwilling to do based on my history where if we're in the calorie deficit that is required for effective fat loss, then we are not in the like, calorie maintenance or surplus that is needed for positive performance and athletic development. And it is fine to do those things separate throughout the year. It's not a thing that I personally am going to do for someone in the middle of like a heavy race training cycle. So we need to be able to have these conversations and have the feedback and have the difficult talks. And it also doesn't mean your coach should be a dick. Like the radical honesty thing is not really there. Like it just needs to be open and empathetic conversation and willing to be a, like communicative with you about some difficult, sometimes difficult truths. Like I've never said to someone like, hey, your run was bad today and you should feel bad as a, per as a person for doing it the way you did. Like, that is a terrible thing <laughs> that shouldn't be there. You shouldn't feel bad for, like, having a bad run. But we should be able to, like, have the conversation of, like, hey, looks like your run didn't go to plan today. What happened? What's going on? Are you feeling all right? Like, that should be a question that your coach feels comfortable asking you and that you feel comfortable receiving and answering honestly. And this brings me to you just aren't on the same page. It's another way to guarantee a bad coaching relationship. We need to have, be able to have that conversation about what goals are realistic and what goals aren't and what goals don't match well. One example was the like fat loss and performance thing. Another example would be like, I have 12 races this summer and they're all A races and I want to podium all of them. And you're just not going to do that. Either your performance is going to be fairly mediocre across all of the races, or 
we have to subdivide better. And you might need to take some of them off your calendar if you really care about performance at a couple of them. I just had a conversation with someone about their first 100 miler, and that is what this person hired me to do, get them ready for a 100 miler. And they signed up for a lot of interim practice races that they want to do, and I think that's great. Getting into the racing community and being there and practicing the skill of racing is an important way to make progress. That said, I also told the person that, hey, you could DNF all of your other races, and it wouldn't necessarily mean that you don't finish your 100 as long as we learn something and improve through all of those other races. So my eyes are on the prize at the end of the summer, and very likely, if training goes well, that means the other races will go well in the process. But that's not my priority, and if you DNF any of those along the way, it's not... It's not my biggest concern. My biggest concern is what you told me at the beginning, is getting across the 100-miler. And if that has changed, I would love to know, because I'm happy to like make those adjustments. That's an important thing to like keep the eyes on the prize and be on the same page. So those are a few things that like lead to a really bad coaching relationship, where like they don't have the information you really need. They never coach someone to your goal, and they aren't open about that. They aren't trying to improve as a coach consistently. You don't feel comfortable speaking with them. You don't want feedback or they don't feel comfortable giving you feedback. And you are not on the same page. So that would be six. Six things that would lead to a really poor coaching relationship. So as we come into the spring, I know March is a big time for people to start looking at coaches and just using some of that framework to help you select who you might choose to help you through your goals this year, if in fact that's a route you want to go. I hope that was helpful. Well, have a good rest of your day, and I'll be back with another one soon. Thank you for listening to the Trail and Ultra Running Training Podcast. Honestly, I'm still surprised and honored that anybody wants to hear what I have to say, so thank you. To be clear, not a doctor, nor a registered dietitian, or any other kind of medical professional. I'm a personal trainer, a nutrition coach, and a running coach, and I have a passion for training trail runners. You should always speak with a qualified medical professional before making any changes to your training or nutrition program. If you enjoyed the podcast or found it helpful, please take a second to leave a rating or review. I'd really appreciate it. Or you could just share it with someone for whom you think it might be helpful. I make these kinds of things in order to provide more quality, free resources to people, so the more people who hear it, the better. If you want more of this information, please head to the Trail and Ultra Running Training Group on Facebook, where we discuss all aspects of training, so you can have more fun doing the sport that you love. Thank you again for listening.